0: This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. With your hosts, Dallin and Kyler, we're here to share the moments, magic, and memories that make films so special. Many focus only on what there is to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope the time we've taken brings just a little bit more joy into the movies that you watch and the world around them. yes yeah i'm historically really bad at christmas but i got presents this time and they're
1: not wrapped yet but i got them me and jess have been doing pretty good at our christmas presents we only got a couple left and so and as you can see behind us we have a whole bunch
0: of, yeah as all of you listening can see behind us i was talking more about you no no that's fair. <laughs> yeah i just i just wanted to point out the joke and now that i've done that it's no longer funny <laughs> As most of your jokes, yes. <laughs> no, no,
1: I'm kidding. But it's the Christmas season, and you know, last uh, I mean, in October we did you know four episodes of Halloween, but this time we decided to try out you know just doing a couple. Yeah, because we know we know everybody likes our regular episodes too, and uh, but we still want to celebrate the holidays. Still want to and and to be fair, I think there are more like Halloweeny. St- like, are, style movies. There's a lot more
0: scary movies than there are Christmas movies. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so, you know, and that we don't want to get through all of them in, in one go, you know. And I think there's also, just, uh even judging by you, I think there's more uh, or less Christmas movies that you thoroughly enjoy than Halloween movies. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the the way I'd put it is there there are fewer Christmas movies that are worth talking about yeah. than there are Halloween movies.
1: I like a lot of Christmas movies, but, like, I think in in my book, a lot of them would have similar. I would have similar things to say. You know, like because yeah. a lot of them have similar tropes and things. But there there are a lot that uh, we can talk about. And we chose two that I think are uh, two very very special. very Christmas special movies. ones, and uh, the one that we're talking about today is one that Dallin picked himself. Yes, we watched Klaus. Klaus, yes, it came out in two thousand and nineteen. It is PG, obviously. It stars Jason Schwartzman, J.K. Simmons, Rashida Jones, and Will Sasso, and it's directed by
0: Sergio Pablos. And if if you are interested in watching this, haven't seen it before, it is available on Netflix. Yes, this most one is, people have access to Netflix. Yeah, this one way. is a Netflix original, uh, kind of like the Sea Beast yeah. that we talked about. Um, and if you haven't seen it, here I'll give you a little idea of what you're what you're in for. When Jesper. Uh, ...distinguishes himself at the Postal Academ- as the Postal Academy's worst student. He is stationed on a frozen island above the Arctic Circle, where the feuding locals hardly exchange words, let alone letters. Jesper is about to give up when he finds an ally in local teacher Alva and discovers Klaus, a mysterious carpenter who lives alone in a cabin full of handmade toys. These unlikely friendships return laughter to Smearinsburg, forging a new legacy of generous neighbors, magical lore, and stockings hung by the chimney with care. And no, now, no. just just talk about the director after that, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh,
1: this is a really
0: really good
1: movie. <laughs> no, it is, it is, and well, and that that's another thing too. Is it, this is one of those movies? Is how I like to like. Like most Christmas movies, obviously I don't watch unless it's Christmas time. But like this, this one is one that I think could hold up, even if you were like, hey, you know, I know it's not Christmas, but it's, it, it
0: doesn't feel weird to watch it. <laughs> I I think I've had that exact thought actually. Yeah. I've been like b- browsing Netflix and I see Klaus and I'm like, man, that's such a good movie. Yeah. But it's not Christmas time yet, so I can't <laughs> watch it. And see, here's the thing: is with me, I have to keep, I have to be consistent because you cannot. <laughs> play Christmas music, or put up Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't care. You can do it literally the night after we're done eating the meal of Thanksgiving. I like Thanksgiving. Let me have a day. <laughs> as soon as it, as soon as that day is over, you can go all out on Christmas. I don't care. But you have. Yeah, this is, I have to keep up appearances, so I can't watch this movie out of season. I have right. to Wait. <laughs> but yeah, that's
1: like that, that's the thing with me. There's so
0: many like you know
1: me. Me and Jess have watched Christmas Vacation the other day, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh man, this is hilarious!" But it is like one of those things where it's like, "Oh, I wouldn't really watch that if it wasn't Christmas time," or
0: Elf, or however. Next week's episode, which I will not spoil yet, is allowed and effect encouraged to be watched out of season. <laughs> yeah, it is. It but is, it is still a Christmas It movie. is a Christmas movie and you'll you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> oh, it's
1: like see. I mentioned a little bit earlier is like a lot of Christmas movies have similar like um I guess messages and mm-hmm. things, you know, which you know, they're all talking about the one specific holiday. The joy of giving. Yeah. And I I love a lot of Christmas movies. I know there are, you know some people out there are not big fans of them. and we mentioned a little bit how you're very particular with uh with your Christmas movies but I will agree that it's like if we were to talk about things like like we'd talk about elf and then talk about how the Grinch stole Christmas right after they'd have similar you know like yeah similar things that we talk about not that they're like lesser movies but it, it, it's just like they have similar themes and that's why you know like with Klaus and the movie we're watching next week and even things like it's a wonderful life and like a lot of older like Christmas Christmas
0: movies, like... Something that Allie and I just watched last week, which turns out is one of my favorite Christmas movies, White Christmas. White Christmas, that, that one's yeah. Which was made in the 50s. I, I'm honestly kind of surprised I like that movie as much <laughs> as I do. Yeah. But it's, like, probably, like, right under this one, I'd say. Yeah. It, it's it's really good. <laughs> and, hey, maybe next year we can talk about it, but, like, it's a really good movie. Right, Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it, like
1: with variety wise is that mm-hmm. uh, like no matter how good they all are it's
0: like they they all have similar goals you know I mean, for me I, I I don't want to get like too into the I guess the negatives of Christmas right. stuff first but let's just get it out of the way and then we can be very excited about <laughs> this movie for me I, I think the way I would put it is one of the reasons why I generally I guess, have a harder time with some Christmas stuff, and it's like Christmas music, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas movies, and just, like, sort of sometimes just being in, like, just Christmas, th- like, environments, I guess. I can't think right. of a better way of putting that. Just like, oh, you go to the store, and there's just, like, stuff everywhere. No, It's just, I prefer subtlety. Sure. And so sometimes it's just, like, too much color, too much lights, too many, like... Like it, it's so commercialized mm. and it's just like huge and and it's ridiculous and like with Elf and with um, how the Ridge stole Christmas yeah. like you were just brought up a minute ago like I those movies are both great but at the same time like there's just a little bit too much mm. I guess and so it's harder for me to enjoy and I don't know it's 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 weird it's well, just something that I struggle with like, well and. It,
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because I've known a few people who struggle with that kind of thing around Christmas. It's like they like Christmas, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not that they don't, but it's like it's different for me because I love all of the like kind of the things you were saying, like the big lights and, you know, trees and Mm -hmm. uh, all all this, all the, you know, kind of like you said, the commercialism, you know, like I love seeing Santa everywhere and, uh, you know, gingerbread cookies and snowmen and all this stuff in Mm -hmm. stores and It just gets me in the spirit. I know my wife is similar. And so like, but uh, like we we just love that Christmas and we love these movies and like, but it's just one thing when you get a movie like this, that kind of, it, it, it has that same Christmas spirit,
0: but it takes it in a little bit different way. And the the reason why this is a bit of an issue for me is because Allie loves Christmas. Yeah. It is her favorite holiday, like by far. Far and she would absolutely put up like Christmas decorations in October if she could mm-hmm. but I won't let her <laughs> although I think usually she waits till after Halloween so I guess the beginning of November Right, but still like I like Thanksgiving but I think that's because when I was growing up I was I would my, my family did tons of like stuff together we'd always have parties we'd always have like go hang out with all the family and, and everything make a bunch of food and have a good time and so like Thanksgiving was a huge thing And then, like, everyone has their personal Christmas stuff. So, I mean, there was also Christmas traditions. But, like, I don't know. I really like Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I've been trying to be better about it this year, I guess. Because I I brought this up a little bit in the past. But, like, I've been trying to do a better job of noticing, specifically with Allie, things that she really enjoys. Mm. And even if it's something that I don't love, just being like... Sure, we can do that. When we went, when we watched uh, White Christmas the other day, uh, she had expressed some interest in watching some Christmas movies, which generally I'm just like, eh. Yeah. And then I came in, I was like, you know, what if we just like make some hot cocoa and we sit in the right. bed and we watch a Christmas movie, have a good time, and she was like super excited about that. Yeah. And and I was like, you know, this is a movie that I love in in Christmas, but like at the same time, it's like I'm trying to give her. Something that she wants, even though it's not, like, ideal for me, I guess.
1: Right, yeah. And, you know, it's it's different because, like like I said, both me and Jess love the Christmas season. I mean, I feel like she might like, like it even more than me. Like, she <laughs> she loves Christmas. But, like, it, it's a different thing, you know, uh, about how we both get super excited to, like, sit down and have some hot cocoa, watch, watch a Christmas movie and, and stuff like that, and then like, it, it, it's just interesting how, like, I come from the perspective of also have to look at it from, like, you, you know, you said you have to look at it through Ali's perspective and how it yeah. really means to her. But, like, with other people that I know, like my, you know, TK, my old roommate uh, and one of our good friends, he is not a really big Christmas guy. And uh, I, I I just remembered that I had to be like, you know, I don't want to shove it in his face. I don't want to, you know, like,
0: it's just not for everybody. Yeah. You know, I, it's like. That also might be part of it for me too. Yeah. It's like it, it, at times it feels inescapable, yeah. and I get really claustrophobic. And so, like when when I'm just like surrounded by Christmas and there's just music everywhere and it and it's nonstop yeah. and I'm just like it's like a barrage, and then I get overwhelmed and I'm just like, okay,
1: what? Well, it was it was similar to because uh, I think we mentioned last episode that we told Jess, that, uh, my wife, that we weren't doing four Christmas movies. She was like, oh man, that sucks. But I think one of the reasons we're not doing four is kind of give a little break from that, you know, because like with mm-hmm. the Halloween, it, you know, we did four episodes that was all
0: Halloween, and even that can get a little yeah. And going yeah. forward, we probably won't necessarily do that again. Yeah, I I still like to do at least like one for me and one for you. Yeah, I I think the reason I got I got so excited about that is because I was like, oh, it's an opportunity for us to face our fears and also right. like we don't do scary movies ever. Yeah. Like, those are the f- only four scary movies we've ever done, and one of them wasn't even scary. Well, and I, <laughs> I'd love to
1: also, like, years down the road, you know, because we, these two movies that we're doing for Christmas, it, we both picked them out. You picked out Klaus, and I picked out the next one, even though you liked the next one as well. But, uh... Oh, yes. <laughs> but, like, I'd like to, like, years down the road, like, maybe have our wives or someone else who had, like, mm-hmm. like, really likes the specific Christmas, like, I, I'm not sure if anyone really... I, I, the, the first one that popped in my head was Fred Claus. I don't know if you heard that one. It's kind of a silly comedy with Vince Vaughn. And I, and I was like, I was like, if someone loves Fred Claus, <laughs> I would love to have them... Like, Well, what's funny is I know my parents do. Mm-hmm. But uh, but like, if someone just absolutely was like, this is why this means so much to me as or Klaus means like so much to you. or Christmas you know. with the cranks. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Santa Claus three where Martin Short plays Jack Frost.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. At you least know, it's not weird plastic Santa. Yeah. <laughs> the second one. Ooh. <laughs> I mean to be fair, that was I, I think it, they they nailed like him supposed to be creepy. Oh yeah, like, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just this funny thing where like like I have to like go outside of mine and Jess's little Christmas bubble where we both love Christmas and just like, ah, cookies, elves,
0: Santa, ah, we love it, to like, you know, not everybody's going to be like that, you know? I think a good way of, of I guess, visualizing it for me, I guess uh, another <laughs> good yeah. way is like my ideal Christmas day is I wake up early, we we always get to open our stockings mm-hmm. like first thing in the morning, and then we would wait till everyone was awake to open presents together as a family, and then we always do a big old Christmas breakfast, which was, like, my favorite thing. Because we have this specific yeah. set of foods we always get and we always make. And it's just, like, it, it's directly from my childhood. Like, there's probably mm-hmm. a, a core island in my brain that's, like, <laughs> Christmas breakfast morning island. I don't know. <laughs> there, again, is the Inside Out reference. Yay. we got one of these days. After that, you just chill. Like, yeah. you don't do anything else. You don't go anywhere. You don't see anyone. Like, you just... Yeah. You might watch some movies. You might like play some video games. Like, my yeah. my brothers and I would always get games for Christmas. So, we'd just, or like, I'd get Bionicles and I'd build those. Right. And so, it's just like, there wasn't any responsibility. There wasn't, you just, you just like hang out. Yeah. And you enjoy the new things you got and you have a good time. And like, mm-hmm. that's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. And like, as I've gotten older, it's like, okay, now I've got to go see my family. We got to go see Allie's family. Right. And it's like, not that that's a bad thing. But it's just like if I got to choose, I would do that on another day, hmm. either the day before, day after, like uh, figure it out. But like I just want to just like sit in my house, look out at the snow, and just like know, like have some hot cocoa and just like be this warm little <laughs> little guy sitting in the, sitting in a like a cabin or something, yeah. and just like hang out. That that's what I want to do on Christmas. And so when it's yeah. just like. Like jingle bells, jingle bells, like just screaming at you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it just it's a bit much for me.
1: Sure, yeah, and I, I understand that even even though like I love all of that, mm-hmm. like kind of like I mean I can understand from a certain point it, it being in your face would annoy me too, but yeah. like it, it it it's just a like I just love the whole season and see. Yeah, and I love the message of like. I mean, so to actually go into the movie a little bit... Yeah, let's, let's jump uh, into that. <laughs> the, the, the the Klaus says at one point, uh, a true selfless uh, act will bring another or... Always sparks another. Uh, always sparks another. And that's yeah. one thing, like when I heard him say that, I'm like, that really to me is the true, like, uh, I'm not going to say true meaning of Christmas because I know, you know, whether you're religious or you aren't, you know, that has different meaning. But it, it really is the true, like, for us here, for us as people like that's what christmas should be about you know is is yeah. doing selfless acts spending time with others you know like it it should be about that
0: kinship yeah and this movie is a is a really really fantastic story of like seeing someone go through the process of being very selfish to being incredibly selfless yeah in like a really really I hesitate to say realistic. I had a better word in my head, and then it, woo flew away. (laughs) But it's just like a really satisfying way.
1: Yeah, it is. And he... The fun thing is, is sometimes you get those selfless characters who are kind of jerks, Mm -hmm. who are kind of just mean to other people, and then they get the redemption arc, and that can be fine, too. But I never, from Jesper, I never, like, thought he was a mean person. He just was, like, he was in his... He was in his home comforts, maybe he was lazy, maybe he was he was selfish. he
0: took a lot of things for granted, yeah, he took was, a lot of things thing. yeah
1: he he did a lot of that, but he never like came to this town and was like,
0: "Oh, I hate
1: all of these people." He was just like, "I need to get out of this place because I need to get back home, and I'll do that the fastest way I can you know yeah. and and it was still not a great thing to do, but uh I never had that like feeling that he was a bad person. He just. Came from one thing that he knew and wanted to go back to that. Yeah. But through the course of this movie, he learned that maybe the thing that he was doing
0: before isn't what he really wants. Yeah. So I I've made I made the joke several times while we watched it that Jesper, the main character, has a um, very hard Cusco energy. Yeah. Uh, Cusco he's, from he's a, Emperor's New Groove. Very you know. selfish. He's he's like. Uh, he's all, but it's like it's not just that. It's like he's witty, he's silly, like he mm-hmm. he just kind of thinks he's smarter and better than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and and just like, sort of like walks over people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like when when at the very beginning, when the drill sergeant guy comes into his tent when they're supposed to be doing drills,
1: <laughs> he's like drinking. Uh, uh, like he's tropical got, like, a drink robot yeah. or
0: something, and he's just like chilling, and he's he's got his like own butler. Yeah, and <laughs> and then he gets he gets summoned by his dad, who is the the head uh, of the post postmasters academy. I don't even. That was know. another funny thing is having a drill sergeant for postman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was a different time back then. Sure, they had yeah. to walk around and. I mean. Being a postman is a government job, so like. yeah. it's also not easy. Yeah. I didn't I didn't do mail, yeah. I did FedEx, but it's very similar in a lot of ways and it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> but like he that's why he's got such a cushy life, is because his his dad is in charge. He's the big kahuna. Yeah. He's just the
1: uh, nepotism baby, you know. Who just <laughs> <laughs> like, <you> know. <laughs> nepotism is such a good word. <laughs> you know, he he's kind of riding on the coattail, and you know, he felt like he could ride on his dad's coattails. He's like, my dad's not gonna do anything.
0: My uh, dad's uh, and and a bigger part of it is is uh, Jesper saw it as like, oh, I like. And being forced to be here, like mm. he's trying to make me a better man, but I'm gonna squander it. I'm gonna be a, the worst postman ever, so that he has to send me home. Yeah. And then I actually really like his dad. I don't. I don't know if he has a name. I don't know if they ever say it. Yeah, I don't think so. Regardless, <laughs> he decides to send Jesper to Smirinsburg, which is essentially like Svalbard. If you've ever well, heard of well, that, well, it's like it's like Norway. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah. Svalbard is, is an island that's like north of Norway. Oh yeah. It's like it is literally up in like the Arctic Ocean. There's <laughs> a tiny little island and there's one town there and and apparently everyone hates each other. <laughs> Smearensburg, not not Svalbard. I'm right, yeah. I'm sure Svalbard's a very nice place. <laughs> Besides the polar bears. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought it was hilarious because the, the uh the drill sergeant is also there in that little mm-hmm. like meeting and he's like, you know, I, I get trying to like whip him into shape, but S- Smearsburg, Yeah, uh, it's pretty harsh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad says it right, he's like, he needs a wake up call. That's that's, that's exactly be a wake up call. Well
1: and that's exactly what he got, and I don't even think in the way that his dad thought. Oh, definitely not. Yeah.
0: We'll we'll get to that part once we but it, it just there,
1: it's but. just interesting to see this whole vibe of Smearnsburg, where they're like, It's this gross, terrible town where everyone hates
0: each other, one side hates the other side, and you know like Yeah. It's two families who've been feuding for apparently all of human history. Yeah. They have a tablet of cave drawings where <laughs> one side is red and one side is black and they're beating each other up.
1: <laughs> well, just that that like first like shot of him walking through the town and you see like the kids making the snowman that has like the horrified face
0: on it and they're stabbing it with the carrot and just that
1: one little girl who just has the blank stare
0: just looking at him just slowly stabbing directly into your soul and then there's also the the two ladies carrying like what looks to be a body that's wrapped up from one house to the next one and it's just like um excuse me well
1: you get so many different like just expressions off of these people, and I mean, part of that is uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but it is a two D animated film.
0: Yeah, a true, truly two D animated. Mm-hmm. They did use some uh, like CGI lighting. Uh, it's actually a really sophisticated like program. I, I don't. Yeah. I watched an entire thing about it. I think it was just like an interview or mm-hmm. like a sort of a documentary, little mini documentary about the yeah. the making of the movie. But, like, they had to develop a whole bunch of software for it, and, like, they had to have all these, like, complicated algorithms to, like, figure out how the lighting works, yeah. even though it's a 2D object. And, like, it was mostly done automatically, but, like, they'd have to, like, put in the locations, like, draw arcs of, like, this is where the light will be showing around, like, this will be where there'll be a reflection, and, like, I think the thing where I notice it the most is the the glints in the eyes. Oh, Yeah. I, that's actually probably one of the biggest things that like makes the whole movie come to life. It, it, and like, as someone who has drawn like stylized characters, that's one of the things that makes the entire piece like pop. pop. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating that it's just like oh, take a pure white speck and just right in the middle of their eye, and then just suddenly it's like boom, they're alive now. They're right. not like plastic cutout or something like that. <laughs> well, it,
1: it, it's so funny too about like two D animation, especially. But, like, the proportions that each mm-hmm. person has, it's like... If you saw a person with those types of proportions in real life, they would look like a monster. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, just look at Klaus's nose. He has, like, that really flat part at, yeah. the, at the end. That, and it's like, probably, like, a solid, like, four
0: inches yeah.
1: long off his face or something like that. Yeah, well, and uh, Jesper's nose is that bulbous, you know.
0: His his neck is, like, as thin as my finger, you know. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and uh, the two kids... I don't know their, I know he, the, the, oh, El, Edinburgh, oh, the, their last name, there's the, the oh, crumbs, there's the, the crumbs
1: and the, Ellingbo, yeah, Ellingbo, yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to say Edinbo, and I was like, no, that's not Edinburgh, like, what, what <laughs> that's not, yeah, yeah. the Ellingbo, the the giant, like, gargantuan daughter. Oh, yeah. Like he calls her I, pumpkin all the time. And then but the son. There's, yeah. there's the one on either side, and they're both... They're literally, like, 12 feet tall and probably, like, 1,000 or 2,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Like They're gargantuan beings. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, like, that's just normal. That just happens. It's Right, fine. yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's funny. It
1: happens all the time in animation, especially 2D. Like, you still get some of those weird proportions in, like, 3D animation, but, mm-hmm. like especially in 2D you have that and it's like it's funny because as we're watching it we don't we don't really look past like we're like oh yeah that's that's just how that a guy
0: would look in that world you know yeah. it's it's different with 3D animation like mm-hmm. that was actually one of the biggest reasons why this movie stood out to me originally is I saw that it was 2D animation I was like wow that's really cool we that don't doesn't see fit. that anymore yeah i literally the only other like 2D animated movie I can think of in, like, the recent years that has been made was Princess and the Frog, and that was, like, what, mid-2000s? That was 2010, yeah. Oh. So a little
1: bit later, honestly, but still, like, a long time ago, and so... Well, and then you you have some, like, Into the Spider-Verse that adopt, you know, like, uh, mm -hmm. 2D animation, you know, like,
0: techniques and things. Were we talking about that... Just recently, bad guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, what movie were we talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, so would we in that in that episode, uh, we talked a lot about how like they're taking techniques from two D animation and putting them into three D animation to well, like stylize it further. Well, here it's
1: kind of the reverse. They're yeah. using two D animation but uh, taking techniques from three D
0: and to stylize it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And and it's like really fascinating to see how it's like to get this. Appeal, which is one of the animation techniques, it's one of them. <laughs> it's a very amorphous thing. It's just like, does it look good? All right. Yes. No. All right. I don't know. <laughs> well, and this but, like, t- this
1: this movie looked. Sorry to. Uh, did I cut you? Uh, off? yeah, either? I was about
0: to finish. I uh, was just gonna say to get that appeal, they take bits and pieces from both sides, because like, <laughs> if you look at something like Toy Story, which granted was the first fully three D animated movie yeah. ever. If you look at it today, it's like, that all looks like plastic. Yeah. <laughs> and not, like, good Well, especially, <laughs> if, especially
1: if you judge it from the first Toy Story compared to Toy Story 4. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the
0: time, it was amazing. Yeah. But if you look back on it now, it's like, eh. Yeah. And so it's it's just fascinating that, like, I think we've sort of, in some ways, we have kind of moved beyond the, like, oh, we want this 3D animation to look as realistic as possible. Because there's kind of like diminishing returns with that. Mm -hmm. Because we can't get there. Except James Cameron would like to have words with me for that. (laughs) Um, We'll talk about that soon. That movie comes out in... I just want to say real quick he threw some major
1: shade at Thanos uh, really? the other day like he, Oh my gosh. Yeah, he, he was like he was like you guys think Thanos looks good? Okay. Like that was pretty much what he said. <laughs> I
0: mean, I've only seen the previews of Avatar 2 and I'm already being like, "Oh my goodness. Yeah. This is unreal." Anyway, we will talk about yeah. that movie in a, in its own episode. But it, I just think it's fascinating that we've kind of moved away from this idea of like trying to pursue like, simulating reality as much as we can. Yeah. It's more like, ah, let's let's just, like, make it look good. Mm-hmm. And let's make it look unique. It, that's yeah. why I loved Bad Guys, or one of the reasons I love Bad Guys. It's why I like this movie. It's why I love the Spider-Verse. It, it's well, and like, there's
1: uh, the new Puss in Boots sequel, which is actually surprisingly to me getting a lot of great reviews like early reviews and things but they're using the like bad guys into the Spider-Verse thing where they're adopting you
0: know Mm -hmm. uh, 2D animated techniques for 3D animation and it's it's just taking a more stylized approach Yeah. and to me I actually really like it Mm -hmm. because Shrek is great but like specifically with the human characters (laughs) they're a little like uncanny valley right which i think is actually a little bit intentional but well and you look at things
1: like the polar express or uh, which i i personally i love the polar express movie i think it's a great film but like Mm -hmm. you get that uncanny valley stuff and uh, even more so this one i'm not the biggest fan of but it's the jim carrey christmas carol that one was weird yeah um and then there were so many other uh, movies that they, they tried doing, like, rotoscoping. Like, there's a, a movie with Keanu Reeves called A Scanner Darkly. And they... Like, it's an animated film, but they rotoscoped it to where,
0: it, like... Like, he would do... They would film him. And yeah. They'd yeah, and they they'd they'd just... Draw a it, it,
1: it's just crazy, too, to look at other things. Like, we've talked in the past about motion capture or things like that. But, like, there's also a movie like Rango that... They didn't motion capture that movie. They just had the actors... Act out the entire film, and then they animated it based on what the actors did. They they like side by side, you know. Like we need to do Rango. Something. And so it, it's really interesting to see how animation has evolved, and how, like yeah. you said, people I don't think are worried anymore about it looking real. They're mm-hmm. they're they they want it to look good. They want it to yeah. look cool. They want it to look unique to their movie. Yeah. Like every animated movie that's coming out now, even Pixar. You know, Pixar has a pretty uh i think like as amazing as they are i think they have a general like if you An watch aesthetic yeah if yeah. you watch you like oh that's pixar but even now they're straying away from it with like luca i don't know if you ever watched yeah. that one it almost to me looked a lot more like those old stop motion you know like chicken run and you mm-hmm. know things like that you know and and just even with like lightyear we talked about lightyear that looked like a space epic you know like it didn't mm-hmm. look like a cartoon almost you know <laughs> And so with this movie, seeing just, like, it is 2D. And, like, I can recognize that. But it just had its own uh, appearance. It had its yeah. own uh, personality.
0: It's very striking.
1: It is. It's, it is a beautiful film. Like, mm-hmm. like watching, like, just the way that things move, the, the colors, the, like, and using the colors to express, like, the emotions of, like like, how dark and dim and dull that uh, uh, Sme- Smearinsburg. Smearinsburg looked when he first came. Yeah. And then later in the movie, when... Uh, what's the the teacher's name? Alva. Uh, when Alva was like, you don't understand what you did. And she takes him around
0: town and how yeah. bright and lively that town looked. Yeah, there's one shot. It's when he's about to leave and he looks back at the at the town. Yeah. And you can see the light in the distance. And like basically the only thing that changed is that there, the... Buildings are lit up, the windows are lit up, and there's just an overall like warm glow, Mm-hmm. and I'm just like, that looks so inviting. Yeah. Whereas originally it was just like, this is some kind of like horror movie. Like yeah. I, I legitimately get like bloodborne vibes from this town. <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, like all their tall hats and like trench coats and like just the aesthetic. Well, They're you just, almost like, swords and spears. You almost and get a stuff. Tim Burton vibe. From, yeah, yeah. It's it's spooky place and. Like, <laughs> We, we kind of laughed about it a little bit, but just how nonchalant everyone is about the, like, violence, I guess. Yeah. Like, there, there's the old lady who walks out in the morning, and she's got a bucket, and he's, like, trying to yeah. ask her if she has any mail. She just walks right up to the fence and throws, like, a bucket of fish guts on the neighbor's laundry. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, there you go. And then she walks right back. And, like, they do this kind of stuff every single day. <laughs> yep. They, they have
1: fights, that, all, all this stuff, but it... It's just really cool to see, like, like I said, you get a lot of Christmas movies where mm-hmm. it talks about the meaning of Santa Claus and, you know, like, what what uh, he brings to the world and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But this was such a unique way of doing that, I think, where it, like, especially the, you know, it wasn't just a dark, dreary town. It was these two sides of the town fighting each other, and because... Of the, well, and mainly because of the children of the mm-hmm. town getting these toys and like starting to play with the other kids from the other sides, the parents were like, oh, maybe we should join, follow the kids, you yeah. know? Like, I mean, you have that
0: phrase, the kids are our future, you know? <laughs> like, and. Yeah. It, I also just love the premise that it's like, we're gonna build this entire story off the fact that Jesper is a postman. Yeah. He's a mailman. He delivers the letters. He delivers the toys. Like, it makes sense when you think about it. But it's definitely not what I ever would have pictured. Well, and I love just the fact of uh, I talked with you uh, when we before we
1: were recording uh, how I loved all the references to the Santa Claus yes. story. But like, but I thought it was really funny that one moment where all the kids were like, you know, like, oh my gosh, Santa comes down the chimney. He's magic. How does he <laughs> do, do it? And it's Jesper doing it the whole time. And yeah. Like, and, uh, and just like the subtle things too, or well, this one wasn't so subtle, but uh, when they were flying over because they had to jump, uh, <laughs> and they flew over the top of the house of the one kid, and the one kid thought they were flying, and so that's how that myth
0: of the reindeer yeah, flying came, you know. And, I mostly just admired all the like, all the ways they were able to sort of naturally fit those into the story. Mm-hmm. Like it was just sort of... It was a an interpretation of the events. Yeah, and it wasn't like oh, it just like it just happened that way. It just it felt really natural, and yeah. I guess a lot of that is because like kids will tell stories, and kids will often I guess embellish, be, yeah. embellish or not quite understand what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Like the kid who thought that they were flying. I mean, in his eyes, that just is what it looked like, you know. Yeah. And they they interpret things in a specific way, and so like they sort of built the story, mm-hmm. and then Jesper and Klaus just sort of commandeered it I guess or Well yeah. and
1: I like that too where it wasn't uh, the like there'd be some movies or something where you'd hear him being like, Oh and the kids thought that the magic reindeer fly and he'd be like, Oh that's ridiculous and then move on. But no he was like oh that's you know that's that's a nice touch or you know I forget what he says exactly <laughs> well, he, but
0: he laughs. Yeah. That's oh his,
1: that's his first ho 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 laugh. Yeah. Yeah, because Jesper was like, I want to hear you do that again and he's like No <laughs> Yeah, he's like keep pushing and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah and I just I really loved their banter too, like uh, their relationship, mm-hmm. Jesper and uh, and uh, Klaus, Klaus. Yeah, it just it was
0: very wholesome, and mm-hmm. it 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 progressed in a natural way. I thought. I think I would like to talk about Jesper mm. because there's like the the big like three main characters is Jesper, Alva, and Klaus, but like they're all contingent on him. Yeah, and it's. I, I, it's just like, I don't know, it's a similar idea with what I was just saying with uh, them like looping in the, the aspects of Santa Claus and all the like mythos around him and like all the different things and the flying reindeer and whatnot. The way that they got Jesper to sort of fix everything yeah. was uh, like weirdly, it was, it, was, it was very naturally like written in and I really, really like that. It didn't feel forced, and so it like it starts with him going out trying to get letters, and he can't find any. And then uh, he finally gets, or the kid drops his uh, his drawing, his drawing, and then he's trying to basically bribe the kid to, or not bribe, but like convince him to give him a pay penny. him yeah. to put the, the the drawing back in the mailbox that he's currently leaning on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid's dad shows up. If and he runs away. And, yeah. and scares him off. And then after he's defeated, um, he ends up going to the only house left on the island that he hasn't tried, which is where Klaus lives, on the very, very far side. And so he goes there, bumps into Klaus, who at the time we, he looks just like a, <laughs> a towering beast. He's a gargantuan. Yeah. He's got a giant spooky axe. And, like, he's covered in all the different woodcarver's tools, and he's got, like, a big old hood on, so he looks pretty spooky. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, as Jesper's a coward, he runs away. (laughs) But, like... But that was... In leaving, Yeah. he drops his bag, which has the drawing in it, and then Klaus sees that. Well, and the the interesting thing is this
1: plays into the whole movie and Klaus's part of the movie as Mm -hmm. a whole, but the wind is what... uh, blows up the picture. Yeah. And the wind, it's kind of implied that it re- represents Klaus's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout the movie, you see different things like it blowing the picture or when, when Jesper had the idea to like, Hey, we should, uh, all these kids have letters here. You know, I, I want you to bring all these toys to all these kids and, And the wind was just behind him, like circling him. Just kind of like, hey, you should do this. Like Klaus, he he sees that and
0: knows what he's supposed to do.
1: Yeah, and throughout the movie, that wind's kind of guiding him. And and that's also another thing is like, you know, these kids are making up these stories about Santa being magic and Santa and all this stuff. But like, this movie still has that um, magical aspect to it. Even at the end, I'm sure we'll talk about. But um, Mm -hmm. um, it really amplifies at the end but um it's just really nice to see that original wind sweep in that picture and he sees the picture the kid drew of him being sad in his house Mm -hmm. and then just this big lumbering guy gets the box and wants to take it uh sorry i was stumbling my words but he gets the box and wants to take it to the kid and just that scene where they end up taking it, you know, like it's very hectic, you know, <laughs> like he almost gets chased by the dog. Jes- Jesper almost gets chased by the dogs, But Klaus is out there looking at the uh, the kid opening it. And just that like little, like how he stayed to watch the kid. Mm-hmm. Like he, he didn't just drop it off and leave. He stayed, watched the kid open it up, get so excited. And then the kid saw him. And I, that's part of what started like the myth of uh, Mr. Klaus... Yeah. Is is he saw Mr. Klaus and then looked back and he was gone, mm-hmm. and it, it was really he told
0: the other kids about it.
1: Yeah, and it was just really touching to see that because even though they were selfish actions of Jasper, they caused this chain reaction of things to help the every person in this town.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's a good place to put it. It's a good uh, segue. So they Jesper does act selfishly for mm-hmm. most of the movie. He's just trying to get enough letters to meet the debt to meet the the goal he what, his dad like 6, gave him. Six thousand or something. Yeah, six thousand letters in a year. Yeah. Uh, or he'd be cut off entirely. You know, yeah. no trust fund baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he was just trying to do that so he could get out. He'd go back home, go to his cushy life, and butler and you know nice warm baths and whatnot yeah um but one thing one thought i had while watching this is that a selfless act done for selfish reasons is like still a good thing right a, a good thing done for the wrong reasons is still a good thing
1: like the repercussions of like that selfish yeah. the the selfishness that uh, you have doing that selfless act, uh, selfless act could come back later, and it, it kind of does Yeah. later, but it's it still, like she said, like Alva said, when he's like, You don't realize what you did.
0: He ended up basically fixing everything.
1: Well, and just the whole moment where he goes into her schoolhouse and sees that she, it's not this gross
0: fish store anymore. Well, yeah, like, at, at the beginning, yeah. when he first enters her store, it's just. There's fish hanging everywhere. It smells terrible. Like, it's yeah. dark and dingy and she's slimy. She's just selling fish. It's not a school. And she, she's a very abrasive person. Yeah. And she's like, if you're not going to buy anything, get out. And
1: She's been saving up for, what, five years, she said? Yeah. To, uh, to leave this place. And, yeah. And when he goes in there later and sees... She, he's like, well, how, how did you pay for this? And he's like, not your savings. And she's like, yeah, well, not all of it. Well, okay, all of it. And... <laughs> It just showed that he reignited her passion for teaching mm-hmm. and for, because in the beginning she said that, uh, you know, like, cause she had a picture
0: on the wall where she like graduated and yeah. he was like, oh, that was you. And. Well, he, I, I laughed at that scene because it's it's a picture of her and she's just like, so happy and bright and bubbly with yeah. big old eyes. And then she just like, he asks about it and she just zooms right into framing and, and she's got like scraggly hair and she's all angry and she's like, get out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and she said, like, and I think, uh, and like originally, like, the uh, he told the kids who didn't know how to write because they were like, how do we... Uh, how do we give Klaus letters if we don't know how to write? And he's like, well, go go to the teachers, she'll teach you. And she was originally angry,
0: like, why did you do this? You know, like yeah. why did you have them come do this for me? Well, and that's another thing about Jesper's character is that he he's kind of not the smartest, but he's yeah. really clever on his feet. Mm-hmm. And so uh, both, like, earlier when he was trying to get the kid to mail him his own drawing, <laughs> he, he came up with that on the spot. And then also now, like, when he was talking to the kids who wanted to send Klaus letters but didn't know how to write, he was just like, well, I guess you're out of luck. But then immediately after that, he's like, but wait a minute. You could go to school. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't because he was thinking of Alva. It was because he was thinking of getting more letters. Yeah. But he was still sending them to the school, which has been unused for years because the kids don't, there don't go to school. That's why she's selling fish.
1: Yeah. And just seeing how, like, what well, it's crazy. I think that moment where she takes him to the town and shows him what has really happened and mm-hmm. what uh, is when he truly realizes like oh because i i think even before that he was starting to be like i like doing this i like doing this with klaus because i think before she took him through the town was when uh he was like hey we should do this christmas thing which was also selfish mm-hmm. um but uh that's when he uh upset klaus and he was talking with the little uh, uh native girl uh,
0: i don't they it is a real like Group of people. I yeah. don't remember what they are called, though. Right. Um, I feel kind of bad, but it was actually really cool that they got yeah. to that they included the that sort of like look into their culture. Into well, and they movie. had a
1: real uh, girl who didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. Like he went up there and recorded it with her through. It said through like translation, translation and, and mimicry. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. But like when he was talking with her, he was like, "I upset Klaus. I I shouldn't. Uh, you know." He was just. You could tell he was already mm-hmm. feeling, you know, bad about the things that he's done. But then when he really saw that what the, his effect and Klaus's effect on the town has been, he's really like, oh, this this is kind of what I should be doing. Like, as he even said, he was like, oh, what? Am I going to stay here with this old woodsman and deliver toys the whole time? And when he said that, he, he was saying it kind of like, he when he said it out loud he he wanted to say it out loud to be like affirm himself like oh yeah this is a dumb idea but then later he was like what am i gonna stay here with the woodsman and like you know then he He, he says it back to
0: himself again later and and it's it's juxtaposed with with shots of like what's going on and the first time he's like stay here on this like cold sad island Mm -hmm. and it's like snow everywhere with a bunch of crazy people and a crazy old woodsman and like but then the second time he's like stay here on the island. it shows him like being happy and then with with Klaus and a bunch of crazy people and in that moment he's surrounded by like the whole group of of individuals at Klaus's house and they're all like working on the big old Christmas plan yeah and then I think the very end of that sequence is when he's it shows him sitting on the chair with with Alba and they're just like pretty she, much going to sleep yeah he next she, to the she's fire. asleep on his chest yeah and, yeah and it's just like it's such a like different vibe mm-hmm. and so remind me was was the moment where alva shows him the town is that before or after he makes the sled for margu uh because it's right around there but i don't remember exactly
1: it's after because uh oh wait uh where she shows him the town is that before this? Uh, no, that's before the sled, okay. because I think uh, she shows him the town after he makes Klaus angry and Klaus tells him to get out. Right, right, right. And, and then he he okay he gets the like uh, he, he goes back to the post office and she's there and she he takes uh, he takes the little girl to Alva and is like hey do, do you know how to speak, speak any of this her language and <laughs> so they learn what
0: she wants to say and help her write the letter. And, and that's he, when he realizes, or that's when she shows him the town and is like, look yeah. at what you've done, look at all of this. And then he realizes
1: that he thinks he pissed off Klaus enough to where Klaus isn't going to want to make the toy anymore, so he starts making mm-hmm. the sled himself, and uh, that's when Klaus
0: comes in and starts helping him again. I think Margu is my favorite part of this whole movie.
1: She she is a very, like, like like I, I say the word wholesome uh, uh, before, but like... It's a very wholesome, like, really uh, just nice aspect of this film. Yeah. It's,
0: uh, I, I think I would say pure. Yeah, like, pure. That, that, that's kind of the word I, I was I think going it's for. fascinating that she basically speaks, I think, a total of, like, four English words in the entire movie. And we still get so much emotion and, like... That she has an arc, basically. Mm-hmm. Like she's part of she's part of Jesper's arc. She's an integral part of it. And like we have no idea what she's saying. She's just this this like happy little girl who wants to, to send Klaus a letter. Well and
1: that's cute too, that she heard from someone mm-hmm. about Klaus, you know, like like, who who knows how that word got there. I mean, they're pretty yeah. close to
0: their, their town, but... Uh... The reason I bring that up is because in addition to him seeing what happened to the town, I think the moment for me that seems like it's where he really, really understands Oh yeah, is when he decides to make the sled for Margu and then eventually Klaus comes to his house and sees his, you know, admittedly pretty poor job. <laughs> yeah. And then, actually, this that whole scene is great. Because the reason Klaus is upset is because Jesper pushed a little bit too far and uncovered yeah. some, some buried trauma of, of Klaus. I, I don't know if this is
1: uh, off base or anything, but th- that scene where they start building the sled together mm-hmm. in, in the post office... Klaus kind of reminded me of you a little bit in that scene. Yeah. No, I was... Where, like, uh, like if I were to be like, you know, maybe I... I, I hope I never do this, but if I, I overstep my bounds or do something to piss you off, and then you come back, and, like, I'd be like, hey, I'm sorry, and you would just be like, nope. And you would just point at the, the yeah. thing we are doing. and That, be
0: like, that, that would be yeah. <laughs> what I would do, uh, what I would hope I'd do. Yeah. I, I've had a little bit of anger issues yeah. in the past, so I I resonated with that very very hard because like I do a lot of times have issues like expressing myself properly, mm-hmm. and there are things that bother me, and it wouldn't make sense to another person, and so sitting there and trying to explain myself would just make it worse. Nope. and so like when Jesper pulls down the sheet and he sees the the thing that. That Klaus carved of a little figurine of him and his wife, and spots for all these kids. That's empty because they never got to have kids. Mm-hmm. His reaction is very much how I would have reacted. Yeah. Like, just the I, I. Does he just yell leave or? He,
1: well, he originally says no, don't, because he sees yeah. it going to, and then he pulls it down, and they're both kind of frozen. I think <laughs> Jasper asks, "What is this?" And
0: he says, "Get out." Yeah. And then he says, Klaus, I'm sorry. And he says, get out. Yeah. And he, he yells at him yeah. the second time. And so that's... Jesper thinks he's like ruined it. He doesn't know what he found necessarily. He might have an idea, but yeah. Klaus didn't tell him. He didn't reveal anything. And like, that's exactly... How, I, I When confronted with that situation, I wouldn't be able to just yeah. tell someone all of that. And so then when Klaus finally comes back and Jesper wakes up to him, you know, planing some wood mm-hmm. to make the sled... And then, like you said, Jesper is like I, Klaus. He try. He starts to the, try to apologize, and then just the the, the hand stop. And then he points points at, at the wood. Like well, that is exactly what I would do. Well, and the other thing I love too
1: is Jesper did like when that happened when he put his hand there, pointed at the wood. Jesper didn't look hurt or anything that mm-hmm. he couldn't get his apology. He he smiled, he because he knew his friend was back. Yeah, he realized that that's.
0: That's what Klaus needed in that moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's and, and that's the kind of thing is like why it reminded me of you a lot is getting getting to know you. Uh, I mean, I've known you for a long time, but especially yeah. these past couple years, we've mm-hmm. we've really gotten a lot closer. And I feel like that would be a similar thing if I, that ever happened to me. I would know, like I'd probably just my uh, nature. I would try to apologize just like him, Man. and then like if you did something like that, I'd be like, all right. Well, what matters is that we're here together and we're doing this thing. Yeah. And then after, like, another thing that really got me is after they made the sled and washed her is uh, Jesper was gushing about how he's like, yeah. wow, she really loved that sled, didn't she? Didn't she? And then Klaus is like, uh, oh, what does he say? He says, he says something about how that happened with him once too. Right? I,
0: I remember the first time I had that smile on me.
1: Yes. Yeah. and he goes, what smile? And, he, and then he says, she used to make fun of me uh, for yeah. it, uh, that's that's the first time he's ever even mentioned his wife. Well, and that's when he starts to like talk about it, and like he was able to open up mm-hmm. because he realized that this person really did care. And, and that's the thing is like even um, before uh, I, when uh, Jesper was pitching this Christmas idea, mm-hmm. uh, that was more of a selfish reason. Yeah, but like when they made this sled, when like when he came back and saw that. Jesper had fallen asleep trying to make the sled for this girl He it really showed Klaus who Jesper was
0: That that's where I say like the first true selfless yeah. act mm-hmm. that Jesper did was making a present for Margu Yeah, and that's why for me she's so important is because like that was the key that was the final piece mm-hmm. of like him figuring it out yeah. and what it meant well and, and just
1: th- as well too like with you know the fallout of you know his dad coming, and they found out that he was doing this for selfish reasons. Is you know he he was going to leave on the boat, and then Margu came and was at uh, to the edge of the boat, and he saw the boat leaving, and she said, that, like, the, I think the only English word she says in the movie is, besides his name, yeah, besides his name is, is "Don't leave me." Yeah, yeah.
0: I I think this is the the second most I've teared up watching a movie out of all of the things we've ever done. Yeah. And the first most, uh, you you guys have never even heard because that was <laughs> Greenland and we lost that episode. It, oh, yeah. It got, like, crazy corrupted and we don't know what happened. <laughs> but that was a very real episode. and we, yeah. might, we might do that movie again in the future, but it's yeah. a hard movie to watch. It is. <laughs> but regardless, these were all, like, happy tears, I guess. Yeah. And the,
1: the
0: these emotions
1: that you felt... Yeah. It was, like, it's funny. We've talked about this a few times with animation, but, like... It's not just for kids. These are real human emotions that you're getting from, like, like we were talking about with these weird proportion characters. Is like, yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to talk about it because this was one that I mean, I audibly said, "Why did they have to do that?" Jokingly, uh, but like, uh, because it was getting to me. I was start I was starting to cry. Is at yeah. the end they talk about how Klaus oh, and Jesper yeah. have been doing this for 12 years, and and then. I just love the way they do it too, is you have Klaus, uh, you have Jesper's uh, voiceover Mm -hmm. and all he says is, and at the 12th year, and he doesn't narrate any further. You just, you just see Klaus chopping wood and that wind comes back. And all Klaus says is I'm coming, my love. And he walks and he, sorry, I'm I'm kind of (laughs) cheering up a little bit right now, but uh, he walks towards the light and uh, disappears. And, uh, it's such a heartfelt movie. Such a really like it really pulled on my heartstrings more than I thought because I hadn't seen this movie before, mm-hmm. and uh, like I'd always wanted to check it out. It was it was it wasn't something I never yeah. Uh, but it was like oh yeah I'll get to that one day. You, you know just hadn't like, got the opportunity. Yeah, and even yet. when we were sitting to watch here, I was like oh this will probably be a cute Christmas movie. Yeah, but like how it like just these characters were so well thought out and so well, like like you said each of them have an arc that just really is paid off yeah. in such a meaningful way that it that at, at that very end just seeing that and also adding into that when, when Jesper is trying to look for him he's like we were never able to find him but then like he sits down puts his kids to bed and he's like but once a year i get to see my friend mm-hmm. and <laughs> you you just hear the the, uh, the jingle bells. Yeah, the
0: jingle bells, and I—I yeah. I actually really like that at the end, it just ends on that note. Yeah, like you just hear the sound, and Jesper looks up, and then it just kind of, yeah, it's over. And then like you don't get to see Klaus again. You don't. You don't see anything else because like we know the rest. Yeah, you know the rest of the story. That's kind of the whole point of this movie. Is it's like how did it begin? Where did it start? And I don't know. You, this movie is really special to me because I. I identify with not just Klaus, but also with Jesper mm-hmm. in, like, so many ways. And it's, like, this weird two sides of the same coin, I guess. Right. Because Jesper, like, I don't know if I would quite call him a dreamer, mm-hmm. but he, like, he he has this, like, attitude of once I've decided I'm going to do something, it's going to happen. And, like, he just commits. I, I guess that's a good way of putting it. He commits. Yeah. Like... He is lazy at the beginning, but once he, he commits to selling letters or mailing all the, the letters, um, it granted is still out of a selfish like mindset, and it's purely so that he can escape. But he searches every single house on the entire island. He and it's been like probably at least weeks, if not months, that he's been doing this. And, like, he exhausted all of his options. And then, like, once once it gets to doing, like, Christmas, he's just like, I'll make the toys myself if I have to, even though yeah. I have no skills. And, like, I don't know. It's it's just that, that optimistic attitude that I like so much. And then at the same time with Klaus, it's just, like, sort of the quiet, reserved mm-hmm. idea. Like, that sort of person- and, like, I am very loud. Ali will tell you. I'm oh, yeah. a very noisy person. <laughs> but, like, overall, in general, like, I try to keep to myself as much as I can. Like, yeah. one, of, one of the only reasons I'm as loud as I am is because we hang out with the nerd herd all the time. And yeah. I know all of these people intimately. And I trust them all. Yeah. And so it's like I can be excitable and, and noisy and big and, like, all those kinds of things. Well, and,
1: like, stop me getting from off base. But I feel like if you were in a situation like Klaus where... You didn't have anybody, and
0: the, there's this new person coming. You wouldn't be that. For example, yeah, you, Allie and I went to a, a Christmas party at her barn. Yeah. Uh, just the other day, and um, while we were there, like, the, there, there were some people I knew, like, uh, the the two people who own the house and the barn. Mm-hmm. Like, we we house sat for them two times for a month each. Like, yeah. And, and Ali has had tons of experiences with them. Like, I've, I've hung out with them quite a few times. And, like, I've known some of the other people there. But I just, like, it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. I, I basically, like, kind of just hung out and, like, I, I had conversations when people were talking to me. But otherwise, I was just like, I'll eat some food. I'll, like, sit over here. I'll look at some stuff on my phone. Like, I'll write some things. I'll read some stuff. Like, I was just kind of being there. Yeah. And so, like, it takes a little bit more for, like guess you could say I'm introverted. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think the bigger part of Klaus that I really like is just one of the, I said earlier at the beginning that I'm bad at Christmas. Yeah. And it's, it's not just like I, the reason I say that is because I put off like getting presents for people. Um, and I think the biggest reason I do that is because I overthink it. Yeah. Um, And, and like, I don't know what to get them because there is this desire for me to get something for them that is very meaningful, but is also from me. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to choose something for them. I don't want to just pick off of a list that they gave me. Right. Yeah. Like, ideally, I would like to have something that I decide to give them. And whether it be because I don't have any ideas, or I don't know them well enough, or or various other reasons, or I just don't have the money, like, that's probably the biggest reason most of the time. Like, I can't do that, and so it kind of, like... Bums you out? It's sort of paralyzing in a way, because I'm like, I want to do this, but I can't, and Mm -hmm. so I just won't think about it. And so, I like Klaus because he makes the toys like he he does that he, he did it himself with his own two hands like well and I like too
1: that like those toys as we learn later were meant for his future children that he never had mm-hmm. and so him giving those away it was such a selfless act such a you know he just wanted he saw that picture that that child made of him being sad in his home
0: and he wanted to bring him a little bit of joy and it's just like I don't know it's hard to talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> But, like, it, it's really important to me because, like, in multiple ways, by watching this movie, I can see, like, an insight into who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And and then see resolutions with these characters that is, like, the way I would want to be in a more ideal world. Yeah. And not only that, but, like, we sort of alluded to the, the like the the meaning of christmas right, like yeah. the the big old banner you put over yeah. all the all the different christmas movies and this one i think gets it at least to me like obviously still from my yeah. perspective but like it gets it in a more meaningful way than i think i've ever seen
1: i was going to say this movie really had that meaning of christmas just in a very special way just it, like i said that just like selfless Act, you know, I mean, that's the whole point of this movie that like, I mean, Klaus says mm-hmm. that, but just like seeing it in this way and seeing how it affects every single character in this film, it, it, it really, it kind of, <laughs> it, uh, I don't want to say this as like uh you know, uh, over exaggerating, but it kind of blew my mind because I was just expecting like, oh, a cute Christmas movie. yeah, And like seeing all this stuff and seeing how hard it hit me emotionally and- was kind of Awesome,
0: it, and it's like a—it's a fundamental change yeah. in who these people are, yeah. and and they don't just show the end result; like they show the process. Mm-hmm. They show all the different steps of how how Jesper sort of, I guess, twists the story yeah. to work towards like this goal of of you know he still wants to get all the letters, but yeah. to sort of build up this idea of who Klaus is and like well, and even how to get the presents. Even the whole and coal
1: and the sock was. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> was selfish at first, and he's like, "Oh, this kid was mean to me." He's like, a piece of colon is. But stomach. then him saying to all the other kids, "Oh, you got to be nice. You got to be good uh, for, to get presents." And they were yeah. all doing
0: good deeds and things around the town. And this is actually one of the most important things I wanted to talk about. So I'm glad we got back to it. I my one of my favorite parts about this movie is that basically, actually, I would say all of the prejudice mm-hmm. between these two clans comes from the adults. I think you only see... Like, the only kid you you see being, like, mean is that one Yeah, that gets the coal All of the other kids, from the very beginning... I mean, they're, they're still doing some shenanigans around the town in, like, that sort of montage, the introduction. I don't remember all that stuff exactly. But, like, ever since we see the kid who drops the drawing, all of them are just, like... They're just kids. Mm-hmm. Like, he he goes uh, later on that same kid is walking by the hole in the fence and sees one of the uh, the ellingbo kids because he's the one of the crumb kids yeah. and then they're just playing with the little toy frog and then that's actually what gets the elders involved because they both the parents take their respective kid to the elder and it's just like they were playing with the other side oh no oh. it's terrible yeah. yeah and and I just I think it is like i we we've kind of alluded to this idea before but like kids we, we underestimate them so often yeah like all of the children in this movie just saw other people like the the prejudice that they have that these two clients have against each other is learned mm-hmm. because it is just the the older generation teaches the kids that to hate should... the other people Yep. For no particular reason. Like she said, just tradition. Yeah. And like we could launch into a whole bigger conversation with that. Yeah. We'll probably leave that for another episode. But like I just – I love how how well that was portrayed here mm-hmm. because even – like as soon as uh, you brought up Jesper telling that they had to be good so they could stay off the naughty list mm-hmm. and it immediately jumps into a bunch of scenes of the kids like cleaning up stuff or shoveling for their neighbors mm-hmm. or or like – uh it, the, my favorite one is when one of the girls it, it's like a voiceover of what they're writing Yeah. and she's like oh i i helped the neighbor pick their berries and mm-hmm. then she was mad about it <laughs> cuz it was the other side yeah. and then she begrudgingly brought over some jars of jam and when when like in the shot yeah. where she drops it off she's like hmm, and then walks away like sort of scoffs at it she... and then the other lady who got the jam brings back like a a, pie. a dessert or, or pie yeah. Yeah. and then and then she does the same thing she's like hmm and then walks away yeah. and it's like they're doing a nice thing but being mad about it at the same time <laughs> and it's sort of like the spiteful like I'm going to do you a favor because I'm obligated to it and I'm not happy about it <laughs> but then it's it evolves and actually later you see the those like the kids and the two mothers like they walk into the other one's house, and then she like puts a hand on her back and like leads her in. They got a big old smile on their face; like it just looks so nice. Well, and also you remember
1: the the first kid, the kid who drew mm-hmm. the picture. um, His when his dad showed up, his dad looked terrifying. Oh yeah, with those dogs and stuff. But later we see him when uh, she's leading him through the town to see what he did. We see him later, and he looks all charming and nice, and you know like,
0: well, and not only that, he he builds a like play set. Yeah. Out of he builds a wooden play set like play ground playground thing yeah. mm-hmm. and then knocks down his whole giant fence and then all the kids get to go play on it mm-hmm. and it's not just the the crumb kids it's both sides. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it it's really exemplified later on when like the the matron crumb lady I yeah. I I think she's just called like Miss Crumb or something like that. Yeah, Mrs. Crumb. She she says, uh, How long until the kids go back to the old ways, and how long until the parents follow? Mm. Like, the parents aren't the ones leading everyone around. Yeah. And, like, the, the bigger, the even bigger part is that the two elders who are supposed to be the leaders have essentially no control. Like, that's why they are antagonizing Klaus and Jesper. Well, because just,
1: just the desperation, too, of them wanting to stick to the old ways that yeah. they make a pact
0: together. And it's just, like I said, there's a whole deeper conversation we could have about this kind of idea and we'll save that for another mm-hmm. time. But I just, I really liked how it was put in here. I, I did too. And, and it's in a way that isn't like, they, they don't just like outright say it, I guess. Mm-hmm. They, they, they talk about it several times. And mostly they just show the kids being good kids. Well,
1: and even later with the elders, it's still up to the kids to kind of show them like, yeah, the elders still seem grumpy about it. But the two big like uh,
0: pumpkin and 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 the other guy, the the,
1: the crumb son, they end up falling in love and getting married. And like, yeah, yeah, the two elders still seem grumpy about it. But like it was still up to the kids (laughs) to be like to show them like, oh, you know, this is this is how things are
0: going now. Well, that was actually how, when when Miss Crumb asks Jasper that, yeah. uh, he he comes back with, with like, well, are you sure they'll go back to the old ways? Yeah. And then they turn around and they see the two of them. Mine. Yeah, and she's <laughs> holding him up, and and like they're they're in love now, and yeah. so it's just like, is that going to work out the way you think it will? Probably yeah. not. Like, it's just it's I don't know. I I hate. When we get to this point where we just say it's so good. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, this really, it like, and like I said, there are
1: so many Christmas movies out there that really show, like, this meaning of Christmas. But this mm-hmm. one did it in such, like you said, a meaningful way that I yeah. really implore people, like, if you do really enjoy Christmas time and you you really enjoy that selflessness that Christmas time brings, watch this movie. Because it really yeah. it really shows that in such a
0: powerful way. And, and like, Klaus is right. A, a true selfless act always inspires another. Mm-hmm. Like it might not be when you think it will be. It might not be how you think it will be. It might not come from who you think it will be. But like <laughs> not to toot our own horn, but like that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. And that's why we do it the way we do. And we, we want to be happy. We want to be nice. We want to be good. We want to build people up so that they do the same. And yeah. not to us. Like, I, I think that's the bigger part when I was talking about, like, there's there's parts of me that I see in Jesper and there's parts of me that I see in Klaus. Yeah. The thing that I wish for, like, in life, mm-hmm. I would be able to die happy, is if I could look at the effect I have had on people the way that Jesper can look on the town yeah. at the end and say, like, oh, maybe not I did this, but I had a hand in this. Right. I made people happy. Yeah, even if it was just one person, you know, like yeah, the the effect of me on other people's lives was a positive one, and they will remember. I mean,
1: I think that's why you know, like it, it's a little bit different us doing a podcast about movies and them giving selfless gifts to children. Yeah, but um, like whenever Ryan, our good friend Ryan, uh, whenever yeah, yeah. he says like all these wonderful things about our podcast, it just it, it hits you in a different way.
0: And I mean, I've already talked several times about like how. My perception of not just movies but like basically all the media i consume Mm -hmm. in life has changed because of how this podcast has changed me Mm -hmm. like when people just rag on the latest marvel movie because it's cool and fun like i'm just so tired of it Mm -hmm. and i'm just like what is that's boring and what do you get out of it you know yeah. like, and and it's it's not just that. The real dream I have it like Kyler and I sort of talked about this I mean probably like over a year ago now we We're sort of just like like oh what what would be like your your ideal future like what would be the, the coolest thing you could have done And we've talked about having like guests on and not just our friends because like currently it's just our friends and they have movies they want to talk about but like other people. Yeah. Like, there, there are various other creators that we would be interested in seeing if we could get on. But I think the thing that would really, really, like, make it for me is if we had someone on who just worked on one of the movies we talked about. Yeah. They were just an animator. Or they were just, like, a, I don't know, a producer or something like that. They were just... They worked on it. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, they, f- they they felt like it wasn't received the way they wanted it to. And they heard what we said and they were just like, wow, someone liked my movie. One, and being able to hear their perspective on it, you know. Like, it's just sort of this idea of remembering that there's always a person behind everything you see. Mm -hmm. A human person. I mean, we talked a little bit with Jumper about, like, the actor
1: sort of things. About how terrible people can be to, you know. And,
0: like, there there are very much actors who, based off of the way their life works... Yeah. Like they can't really like I I've seen this thing talk about like oh you know actors shouldn't date non actors mm. and I think that can be true in a lot of in a lot of ways at certain times because it's like it's a different life it's it's very like celebrities right. don't live the same way normal people do right but at the same time like they are still human beings mm-hmm. and they have feelings and they have desires and all that kind of stuff and so it's like I want to make people happy. Because I know they're people, like I know they're yeah. human, mm-hmm. and and it's beyond that. Like like I was saying with Klaus, I like, I want to be able to give a gift that someone can look down and say like Wow, Dallin like made this for me or or picked this out for me and like he he knows more about me than maybe I thought he did,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like that that's like the kind of effect I want to have.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I mean it, it, it's so funny because like with Christmas gifts and stuff, it's like when someone gets me something that uh, I'm like, I would never have expected, but it's so like me, like mm. it, it makes me really feel good. And like, sure makes them feel good too. Like yeah. your wife, Allie got me uh, years ago. I think it was one of our first secret Santas that we did. And she had me for secret Santa and she got me the Star Wars holiday special on DVD, which I don't know how she did. I <laughs> <laughs> it worked very hard to bury that movie. <laughs> yeah. But she did. And like I opened it up and I thought it was the sickest thing in the world. I was like, holy crap, this is so awesome. And I was like, like, only like only someone who knows me like that would be able to get me something like that. And it just it, it really makes me feel happy. And it, I'm sure it made her feel happy that you know, I reacted the way that I did, and it just—it's it, it, a great thing all around.
0: That's why I love Christmas. And I mean, yeah. you know, and and like, I hope I didn't come off as too cynical with Christmas. Like, yeah. I love it. It's just like it is hard for me to deal with for various reasons. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of it. It can be, it can be like suffocating. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I want to be better about it, and because i sometimes don't have the ability to do so it makes it hard for me to get excited Mm -hmm. but like i don't know this this movie is like the pinnacle of what christmas means to me Mm -hmm. like it is it is exactly what i would show someone for like ah well like if they ask that question like what does christmas mean to you i'd be like go watch class you'll you'll know (laughs) Yeah, that's, and, that's it. That's the thing.
1: Like I said, it meant more to me watching this than I thought it would. Like, just I had a lot more emotions running through my head than mm-hmm. I, I I ever thought I would watching this movie. So, and
0: and a lot of it too is just like being with other people. Mm-hmm. That's that's a gift too. Like uh, we didn't we didn't really get to talk about Alva very much. I want to talk about her more, but I it's it's similar stuff with with Klaus. But like I don't know, I. Uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it. I I'm stumbling over my words cuz I I'm trying to like formulate what I want to say. Well, and it I think it's
1: also one of those movies too where we could keep talking about it. Yeah. Know, like we you know, we could keep
0: going and it It's just... it's kind of something you have to see. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's really hard to put into words like a feeling that's going through your head or mm-hmm. or something you're thinking about. And really go watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it is it is Probably one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. And I I was going to criticize it a little bit. But in watching it today and then talking about it with Kyler and thinking about it more, I don't even think I'd do that. Yeah. There was one scene I was thinking about where I was like, I don't know. It could have been done a little bit better. But I think it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. And with the context surrounding it, like it works really well. And I'm not even going to go into it. <laughs> because... I like it, and I and I want everyone else to like it. Yeah. And I don't want me complaining about something small and overall insignificant to be a downer right. on someone else's outlook. Merry yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah.
1: Merry Christmas. And
0: yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> and we got another awesome. Oh, we got absolute <laughs> banger for next week. You guys are not ready. <laughs> but yeah, this was
1: a great conversation. I was, I always love when we get into these conversations like this. And it, this movie really, uh, uh, really, uh, I was going to say spawned that, but I don't think that's the right word, but it really, uh, sparked it, that. It, it gave us a window. Yeah.
0: And it's happened several times and I always love it. What it does. That's, that's why we enjoy movies so yeah, much. Yeah. Like
1: apparently all of you love our Walter Mitty episodes, <laughs>
0: which honestly surprised me a little bit. <laughs> hey, actually that's that one might, that that's up there with, with the amount of times I've, I've like cried. Yeah. Cause that movie hit me real hard,
1: mm. <laughs> but yeah, just have a Merry Christmas. We got more Christmas coming, um, so uh, always remember. Oh, wait, I, 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 you're I jumping was, ahead, I was jumping ahead, yeah. You're, you're, you're going too far. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> you can find us on Anchor, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts on Facebook. Yeah, you can you see us there. Send us a message, let us know how we're doing. This is a good movie mm-hmm. we we love doing good movies we love hearing from you guys. Uh, we'd love hearing more more yep. yeah mm-hmm. and uh, I always I always say share it if you can if it, if it was a movie you like or we said something that that was you know meaningful to you or something like that like yeah just share with just one person you don't have to I'd appreciate it <laughs> but we both you know, would appreciate it we we hope that the effort we put in has earned that. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to say like, favorite and and subscribe at the beginning of our episode. You should share it. No. (laughs) I I, I will say it at the end when I have, when we have done our our thing, set our piece. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. We'll, we'll, I guess you'll hear from us again next week. And, uh, as always, (laughs) remember to watch what you love. And to love what you watch.